Welcome to the Free Birth Podcast, a supportive space for people who are learning, exploring, and celebrating their autonomous choices in childbirth. Together, we'll unpack truths, share personal stories, and claim our ability to birth freely and intuitively. Here's your host, Emily Saldea. many ways to interact with free birth society. These include our incredible offering, The Complete Guide to Free Birth, which is the most comprehensive online course available on how to give birth in your power. We also have a beautiful free birth meditation program called the Sovereign Birth Meditation Series, designed to help you release your fears and actualize your dream birth. Our latest course is called Through the Veil, a profoundly personal, radical pregnancy companion program by Yolanda Norris Clark that offers the opportunity to travel with Yolanda as she moves through the last trimester of her most recent pregnancy and invites you into her birth room to witness the birth of her eighth child. And if you're looking for a deeper connection and the opportunity for sisterhood in community with radical, like-minded women, the Free Birth Society private membership is for you, and you can apply on our website to become a member. We also offer personalized one-on-one transformational coaching with a focus on learning the tools to move out of victim consciousness and towards self-responsibility. Skills that translate to freedom, not only in the context of birth and mothering, but in every area of life. And finally, we are offering all of you, our amazing listeners, the free gift of Yolanda's 20-minute Birth Affirmations audio recording, a gorgeous, soothing meditation that every pregnant mother should have. So just head on over to our website at freebirthsociety.com, sign up, and Yolanda's affirmations will be sent directly to your inbox. Hello, it's Yolanda here, and I'm so excited to tell you about my latest endeavor with Free Birth Society. It's called Through the Veil, and it's an invitation for you to join me on the most profoundly intimate experience of my life and yours, the journey of moving through the birth process into the underworld of birth to be reborn as a new mother into a new family once again. Through the Veil is a very raw, very real third trimester birth and postpartum week-by-week program that includes 17 videos in which I discuss exactly how I prepare for my free birth, including so many of the messy, emotional, logistical, and relational issues that aren't often talked about in the conventional prenatal context. Through the Veil also includes the hour-plus-long documentary of my eighth baby's birth, an incredibly loving, incredibly vulnerable, gritty, agonizing, naked, and beautiful family birth that I'm so, so proud of. I really look forward to you journeying with me through the veil.
Happy New Year, everyone. We are opening up 2020 with Mia from Denmark and her remarkable story of choosing to free birth her breech presenting son. Enjoy. Before before I called you, I um I I just asked the the birthing spirit and angels to enter, and I consecrated the moment um, to the highest awareness for healing on Earth and uh, humankind. So I, I set the scene here in Denmark. Mm. <laughs> Ready. Oh, beautiful. Okay. <laughs> That's a great way to start. So, you know, I want to say at the top of this, I'm so happy to have you here because um, you were someone who in in my world just kind of randomly reached out to me and mm. we did a pretty late in the game um you know session together and yeah. you were in uh you were navigating quite a pickle at the end of your mm-hmm. pregnancy which we're going to get into and so mm. then <clears throat> you know sometimes i do those sessions with women and never hear from them again and I, it was just so joyous to then receive your email and and the clip that we're going to include in this episode and and you are such an incredible example of writing your own story um even mm. in the face of what could feel like no options and mm-hmm. and so yeah, yeah i'm just i'm so excited to have you here thank you emily i'm excited to be here <laughs> so take me wherever you want to start with um where where the story of your motherhood journey begins Mhm. So when you when when you ask me that question I feel somehow I've always been a mother like I've always had uh kids in my life. I I I come from a, a home where we all always had um, like foster children and uh I'm a, now um, I teach yoga to kids and so I've always had a lot of kids around me uh, and I was wondering when am I going to have my own kids? And then one of a sudden I, I meet this man and, um, well, we actually, uh, uh, made a child pretty fast who, uh, who chose not to, to come down. So I guess that was the, mm. the very first, um, mother experience, um, that I really felt inside myself. Yeah. But then half a year after, um, I'm pregnant again and I'm pregnant with, uh, like a soul who wanted to come, come down this time. And I knew, you know, I knew within a few days or maybe already after conception, I just felt pregnant. I just knew that I was pregnant. Um, and, and of course that was both overwhelming and, um, incredibly, beautiful to go through that pregnancy and I just knew that I wanted to give birth at home um a free birth was not uh, I didn't know that existed at the time but I um I got a private midwife who I really resonated with um she's I feel she's a witch in um working within the the field of uh yeah of, preg- of pregnancy um uh, and so we got along really well and we did lots of ceremonies and went to the forest and danced and nice. really spoke to the baby. Yeah, it was beautiful. We had fires in the snow and, um, just, just you and really, her. 
just me and her. Yeah. That's so dope. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I like went on a, on a quest, uh, into the spirit world in the forest. And I had like my question and, and went in there and suddenly the spirits and the, the trees, they started talking to me on, on some level and it was so beautiful. And so she really, um, opened me to, well, I, I, I knew it already that birth was a spiritual, um, event, uh, or, and, and pregnancy too. Um, and so it was quick, an inner journey. Mm-hmm. Quick question. So with yeah. a private, so you're in Denmark and a mm-hmm. private midwife means what exactly? It like, means I pay a lot of money to have a midwife who I know attend my birth versus the other option would be to get one through the, through the government. Yeah. Yeah. I would need, I would need to, to go to the hospital to like get lit, like, um, get listened to what is it? Uh, blah, 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 blah. monitored, <sighs> monitored. Yeah, Thank yeah. you. And all of this measured, um, but um, yeah, so this midwife, she would come to my home and it would have to do with my my emotions and my longings and my like, everything but within pregnancy. Okay, so you hire her privately, but she's mm-hmm. licensed. She's licensed. Okay. Yeah, she's an authority. Um, and gotcha. of course, she has to adhere to rules and regulations okay. from the hospital. Um, but yeah, she. I so I knew her personally, whereas... Uh, where I live, you wouldn't know your midwife. You wouldn't have met the midwife who would then come to your home. And, and I just didn't feel uh, safe like that. I felt very safe having her there at my first birth. Now that I look back, I'm like, I could totally have done that on my own, but at the time I didn't know. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, The way I remember it was that I had 29 hours of flow and I was just, you know, in it um and I had my partner and my friend and my midwife and all the angels there and uh yeah I was just flowing from room to room and we did a ceremony where we called in the the archangels my partner he um he likes to work with the the archangels and and singing like ceremonial songs so we did that with the harmonium and my midwife had like a Charmin drum and and I I was having searches while we were singing um that was really beautiful and yeah as I remember it labor just got more and more intense and I went into the water but probably went in there too early uh because I stayed there for about six hours and it was just, it was a really, really long birth and I was really tired at the end, but like spiritually and energetically, I felt like ready, but I also felt that like afterwards I could see, I, I like zoned out sometimes. It was like, I knew I was giving birth, but I didn't know I was giving birth. Like I, I wasn't really aware on some level of what was, what was coming. But then after the 29 hours, my, um, instantly like my midwife is like he needs to get out now and so the whole energy completely changed and I was in the water 
And, you know, I had prepared that I didn't want to push. And then one of a sudden I'm told to push and she jumps into the water with me. And yeah. And, and I just have to use all of my like, like physical force to, to push. And, um, and, and she tells my partner to call the ambulance. And so, so he does based on, as I remember it, um, based on his, his heart rate, uh, like falling and um him being on my like pelvic floor for too long but as I remember it I couldn't really feel his head at the time so I feel he was pretty far up still um but it was just such a surprise for me that the whole field changed like that and um and I remember being monitored and that was just so painful and then the monitor I think like we all panicked somehow it fell into the water. My friend was holding it and she dropped it. And so then I needed to like be lifted up of the water and get monitored. It was just so painful. And at the same time, I knew that the ambulance was on its way and they oh came within God. like five or seven minutes. Um, but I, I also remember being like extremely connected to the divine. Like I was like this this can't be happening. Like my baby is going to come out now. I just, I was so like resting in that knowing that he might like, he needs to come out now. Uh, I didn't know it was a he at the time, but um, then um, like she really, uh, she of course also wanted the, the baby to come out. And she told me, like afterwards that that she was hoping that the baby would have come out and then we could just have told the ambulance people to like walk away but um it just got so dramatic and and uh, and she cut me a little bit uh yeah and i was i remember just like screaming but also oh trusting her that okay so this is what needs to be done i was like okay let's do whatever needs to be done to get this baby out emergency Uh, all of a sudden emergency exactly such a drama um and I was you know at the most open vulnerable moment in my life I remember like squatting over holding my like leaning back in the in the water holding my arms on the on the edge and my partner was behind me and he was so supportive with like all the words he could find and 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 like touching me um and she was sitting there in front of me and I I had like really firm eye contact with her just like looking into feel our souls were looking into each other just didn't really want to do this but we're doing this uh yeah and then he didn't come out in the next push and so I was cut a little bit again oh. yeah three times and for the th- for the third cut unfortunately like all the five people had come up from the ambulance. They were there and, you know, they were just not in that space. And they were really trying to like uh, get the attention of my midwife, but she was just so connected to me. She was not like, she was not talking to them. She was so with me wanting to get that baby out as well. And, um, and then they're like, this baby needs to get out now. You get one more push and or we'll take it to the hospital. And then I'm just like, oh, fuck no. And then I get that one push and I just push my baby out. And I, I get him on my chest immediately. And I just 
I just remember that like in that exact moment, I, I forgot that everyone was around me. It was so beautiful. Like that feeling of getting him up there. But then immediately he like took my hand and put a needle into my, Oh my God. I'm just like reliving this. I've, uh, yeah. Put a needle into my vein, uh, in case I needed something in the ambulance. Um, and then they took me up of the water and we were on the fourth floor. And so they put me in a wheelchair and like drove me all the way down Holy naked with a blanket shit. on. Yeah. And I remember my partner, he was just like whispering the most beautiful words to our baby, just like trying to make it as sacred as possible at the time. You know what? I was like, now I don't need to get to the hospital. Right. But they were like, yeah, you do. <sighs> so they just, they like, they just took me to the hospital. There was no, oh. um, yeah. Girlfriend, yeah. No I'm F- so sorry. I didn't know that part of your story. Damn. Yeah. Yeah, it took took a while, good while to um to get over that because of course it was in my body and you know they wanted to give me syntesonin. Is that is that what it's called in English? Pitocin. Pitocin? Yeah. Okay, what you what you put in a woman to get her placenta out? Yeah. But I yeah. <laughs> um they wanted to do that, but I was just like, no. And he was like massaging my stomach in the ambulance. And I was just like holding my, my baby and, and my partner was sitting in the front. He wasn't allowed to be with us. So that was also like really, really emotionally yeah. traumatic for us afterwards. And especially for my partner that he couldn't have those first, you know, 10 yeah. minutes with, with us. We were just like ripped apart. So do you um, think that, that any of this, was necessary? Yeah. At first I did. At mm. first, I be- afterwards, I, um, I believe so. Having, um, like, relived the birth several times and done physical um, therapy, body therapy with another midwife has helped me to, like, release the trauma and, and also, like, deep inside myself somehow I feel it wasn't necessary like I my intuitive self didn't feel something was wrong like of course I was tired um but looking back at it now and having had a free birth now finding out how yeah easy birth can be um I yeah, somehow I, I, I feel I could have done that. I could have birthed my baby. My instinct tells me that I, I was totally capable of birthing my child. And he was fine. And as I've like researched, a baby's heart rate does lower right. once it's being pushed out or once it's yeah, descending. So, right. yeah, I don't so know. Did- there could have been other reasons that I didn't know of. Somehow, you know, that birth also uh, got me to free birth. Totally. So it was there for a reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. Um, you know, I was so sad. I was so sad that that had to happen. And uh, I was, was and, and, and still am uh, worried if, if that is going to affect my baby somehow. The, the, the first thing he 
um, experiences in this world is to be like uh, pushed out and then like having to leave and, 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 and everything being so rushed. And, you know, I had just imagined the moment of sitting there on the couch, just leaning into my partner, sitting with my baby and just being there in bliss. So that was really traumatic for me that, um, yeah, that that didn't happen. But at the same time, like I was able to say no to everything at the hospital. You know, they wanted to do all the things to me. Um, and they wanted me to lie down and push out my placenta. They were like, it's not coming out. We needed to come out. And I was like, but I cannot like birth it while lying down on my back. Let me get up. And so I squatted and, and it, it comes out immediately. Um, uh, they do convince me to put uh, antibiotics uh, directly into my blood just to prevent um, any uh, infections in my in my vagina. <laughs> yeah, so I, I was so you know upset with myself that, but they were just like really convincing me that it was going to be a huge problem for me. Yeah, stupid. Um, yeah, I, you know, I, I, uh, we, for healing, we just created a womb afterwards for a baby and for ourselves. And so we, and especially I and the baby just stayed in bed and kept ourselves in the center uh, throughout the next many months. Um, so, so that was really healing to connect on that level. And, you know, my, my baby now toddler is the happiest baby ever. So I feel, I feel, uh, that, you know, we all have traumas to work through. Um, but I feel he's definitely in a good, in a good place. Mm. And so, uh, yeah, you know, we live our lives and I just nurse whenever my baby wants and he's keeping me up at night and I'm nursing him in the night. And then one of a sudden I start, um, like after, when he's like a year old, I begin to, it begins to hurt in my nipples uh, when I breastfeed him. And my, when I sleep on the side, my hips begin to like be in pain. When I wake up, I'm like, fuck that hurts. Um, and you know, I just, um, I think all of this is because, uh, I'm nursing and I'm just, you know, taking care of my own child I'm not working I'm like uh, you know just have my child with me all the time uh, and then you know I even climb a mountain carrying my baby on the back and then I I, I come home from a from a travel uh, to Ireland I remember and you know I've just been wrapped up in like sweaters and a lot of clothes because it's been so cold there and I come home I look myself in, in the mirror and I'm like me that's a pregnant belly oh my god <laughs> and I'm like okay I could I could be just like newly pregnant or I could be pregnant for maybe four months and so the belly looks like a four months pregnancy which is so crazy because you know I'm a yoga teacher I'm a body therapist I'm I, I should be very you know <laughs> aware I feel somehow but um I was just living life and being with my baby and not really. Right. Uh, I was contributing all the, these things to mm -hmm. Kelly. Yeah. Well, and when it's not even on your radar, 
it yeah. can definitely be easy to miss until it's not. Yeah. 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 And so, you know, I, I, I had an unassisted, uh, birth for at least, uh, or pregnancy for at least four months. Um, yeah. So I'm pregnant, uh, find, find out in, in March. And so we were gonna have a baby five months after. So that was like the wildest, uh, emotional journey because we had just, you know, gone on, come on top of, uh, of the, the first year, which was not that hard, but I, 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 f- I find my child to be mild and easy, but it was still like not a lot of sleep and la la la. Um, you still have a baby. <laughs> I, so, exactly. exactly. <laughs> um, and, and, uh, yeah, yeah. So we both have to, you know, come to terms with this, but it's also just so ironic, so, so hilarious that I'm four months pregnant. I'm like, I never wow. thought I would be that woman, you know? <laughs> wow. Um, so, but you know, from the beginning, from the moment I find out, I'm just like, thank you, God. Just feels so right. Um, yeah, and I do my thing and... Um, I I uh, I then find out that it's possible to birth on your own. So it's like I am gonna free birth this baby. A friend sends me a podcast from Free Birth Society. Oh hey! Oh, <laughs> <laughs> and so I listen to um, is it Alexandra? Uh-huh. I listen to her story. The woman who gives birth in a yurt far out in the wilderness. Uh, and it just, you know, it took that one story to, for me to realize that, wow, this is possible. If other women can do this, of course I can do this. And, and it just, um, first I thought I wanted her there or another one. Um, but then I could just feel, wow, my birth is going to be taken away from me somehow and that is my biggest fear that is why I don't give birth at hospitals because that's my greatest fear that they're gonna destroy my birth and not let me birth um and so now I'm like thinking should I should I have like a private midwife or a midwife from the hospital and then it dawns upon me that wow I don't need a midwife I don't need someone to tell me what to do and how to birth my baby and so um my partner is very supportive of me from the very beginning. Of course, he's like, ah, wouldn't it be good to have a midwife? But, you know, I I convinced him, but he was also just like, if this is what's important for you, if this is what you need to feel safe, I support you. Um, and what what happens then? Yeah, I, I so I tell my old midwife that I just need to, to move in another direction. And, and I, at that moment, I just feel like, oh, wow. I, like it's, it's all like going inwards. I'm taking it all back, um, taking all my power back. And I'm like so excited. Unfortunately, looking back at it, I didn't have um, like a free pregnancy, which I hope now, if, if I, now having two babies under two, I'm like, I don't need to get pregnant again. Um, but who knows? 
if ever again, I definitely want to have also an unassisted free pregnancy because I did go to the midwives at the hospital and there was this doctor who told me, I didn't even know I was meeting with him. He was like, you had a three degree, third degree rupture. So you have to give birth at the hospital. And I'm like, I want to give birth at home. So that he was like, we are professionals in holding on the perineum. When you give birth, you have to lie on your back, blah, blah, blah. And so we recommend you give birth at the hospital. And I was like, no, I'm not going to no do sh- that. No shit. They recommend you birth <laughs> yeah. at the hospital. That's like, that's like walking into Pizza Hut and then being yeah. like, I recommend you have Pizza Hut. You have Pizza Hut. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah. It was just such an old man, you know? And, and so, uh, okay. My baby then happens to be Breach. My second baby. He's a little Breach baby. Um, and, and, you know, I didn't, I didn't know that was like a, ba- a bad thing, air quote. Um, um, but in the hospital world, it's, it's a risk, high risk birth. So, so your, your yeah. plan, so your plan, just so that okay. I'm clear, your plan yeah. was I'm going to engage in the system for my pregnancy and then mm-hmm. just stay home and birth. Yep. And then that exactly. was further, you doubled down on that even more when, with the breach situation. You know, when then I found out that it was breach, then of course they put a lot of fear inside my mind. Um, telling me all of these myths and also telling me about the procedures of how I would give birth at the hospital. And I was just like, no, Mm. I cannot, I cannot do this. And so it was actually when my baby was breached, then I was definitely sure I, you know, there was no other option. I have to give birth at home and I have to do it without any authorities there. Also, private midwives are not allowed uh, to uh, assist a breech birth at home. Right. Um, and, you know, I was journeying between fear and trust, fear and trust, um, and really going on an, on an inner, inner journey. But the fear also guided me to make the choice of birthing alone and and birthing at home um, because I, I was told that at the hospital I would need to get monitored and listened to every 15 minutes and I would need to be cut open probably and like it's like 50% of, of all breaches end up in c-section and I just I couldn't you know I couldn't follow um, follow that path in Denmark they're supportive potentially of a trial Mm. of labor Uh, at one hospital they are okay at one hospital and um, actually the doctor who wanted me to give birth at the hospital happens to be the one who allows women at his hospital to give breach or at least to try to like birth a breach. It's so fucking <laughs> condescending. It's just right? so condescending. Yeah. Right? Like we are just yeah. not allowed to make our own decisions. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. No. Yeah. And they wanted me to come to, um, to, to checkups every week. And so at the end, I, 
you know, I contact you, I talk to you and, um, and I, I actually, I opt out of all the meetings there. They keep calling me in, but I'm just like, no, thanks. Um, and so, you know, I begin to create this birth field at home in, um, in my apartment, in our apartment. And I, you know, just, I begin to really talk to my baby because I was also told that this baby really needs to get turned. And so for, for some weeks, I really stressed out, you know, doing all the spinning babies and rebosos and la 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 to get this baby turned. But then, and they also wanted me to do an EZV, which was just like, felt so wrong. I couldn't do that. And the reason I couldn't was that I spoke with my baby spirit and he just, you know, he told me that mom, everything will be all right. Everything will be all right. Um, I want to be birthed this way. And um, so I, it, I just, I, I trusted so deeply like for the first time in my life, that teaching of trusting the universe, really trusting, uh, just leaning into the flow of life. That was the first time I really, really, really felt, felt that. Mm. Um, uh, yeah. And awesome. Yeah. You know, I created the possibility of giving, giving birth to a breach at home. And it's just so felt so good to, um, to just be guided by my baby and by my womb wisdom who knew that nothing was wrong. Mm. Everything was supposed to go this way. Yeah. So we stopped telling anyone that it was a breach actually, because they kept asking, so has he turned now? And, and, and we decided, we, we just uh, told people that everything is the way it's supposed to be. So um, I have a feeling on the 10th of August that I, this is the day. And so I get um, a doula friend to come over uh, to give me a massage. And I, I send my toddler to my mom and, and dad uh, and pack his bag for like sleeping there and mm. sleeping out for the first time. <laughs> so that was huge, but I feel very safe having him there. Um, and yeah, so I'm totally relaxed. And also I am, you know, meditating, um, and still a little bit concerned with the what ifs, like what if, you know, um, but then I, I get the insight on that day, the realization that I feel Elo, my baby, is asking me to take full responsibility for his life and his death. And then I started crying. And then I was like, little dear baby soul, I can do that. I'm taking full responsibility. And I trust that everything will go the way it's supposed to go. Um, and then I get the massage. And I'm just like, so relaxed and then I go dip myself in the ocean it's like 3 30 and then I go home and I lie, lie on the couch and then I start to feel something but I'm like I'm not sure this is I'm not sure this is labor we were supposed to go out and, and get uh, Pele at my parents but we just called my parents and like we're gonna 
we're just gonna wait and see. Um, so I'm lying there and feeling a little bit and feeling a little bit more and then like around five, I know, okay, this is most likely labor. And so I call my friend um, who is gonna just come and be with me. Um, and I tell her, I think birth is, I think it's birth, but I'm not buying it yet. I remember mm. saying that. <laughs> and then um, you know, I walk a little bit around and I you know, sit with my altar and my, my partner is like massaging me. And it's very, it's very calm and just, you know, natural. Uh, and then around six, uh, I'm like, you have to call my friend now because now it, now it's happening. Um, it wasn't until then that I was completely sure, which is weird because I was definitely having searches. <laughs> um, and then she comes, um, and yeah, before she enters, she tells me afterwards, you know, she just like called upon the angels and sanctified the the space and she just came in and she was so meditative and and just supporting me and I was listening to like an audio that I had listened to during birth um and uh just like then and and things were like um starting to uh uh warm up and and then I uh remember just wanting to be at the toilet. Like I just wanted to empty myself so, so much. And so I just sat out there, forgot all about my altar and my space in there and uh, was just leaning over a chair. And, um, and I was just doing, you know, I was just doing it myself. I was very aware the whole time. I was not zoning out like I was the first time because this time I knew I had all the responsibility. Mm. I promised my baby to take <laughs> full responsibility. Um, but I was definitely in the zone and they were not, uh, intervening or asking questions. They were just supporting me and my, was leaning against my partner in, in, in the searches when they got more intense and he was using sound healing and I was using a lot of sound. Um, he, uh, yeah, he sound healed my, uh, my womb and my lower back and, um, I start to uh, lie over this uh, huge Pilates ball and um, I just, I just, I just remember this energy of like opening and, and completely letting go. Like I had really practiced to let go and not resist um, for many years, actually. Um, so this was the, this was where it all went down of completely letting go. And I was scanning down through my body, like, am I holding back um, anywhere? Then I'm like, okay, this is, it's only been, I, I didn't know it had been three hours at the time or two and a half, but I, uh, I just felt that I, I just went into labor. So there's probably like a good while yet because my first birth was 30 hours. Um, and so I try, I get my friend to try to blow up the, the water pool because I'm like, I need to get into the water. And then I just start dripping blood and she's like, your baby is coming now. <laughs> uh, and, uh, then I, I move over to lie over the couch 
and um, you know I have these orgastic searches um and and I rem- I remember you know it was my 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 mind somehow that transformed it because um I had been told by a friend who also had orgastic labor that um like this could either be really painful or really pleasurable and so I just you know created the possibility of pleasure and and it was like a complete letting go um and you if you're playing the the sound clip you will that's one of the orgastic searches and it's not the entire search that, that is uh, like pleasurable but it's definitely the end and it's just like this oh like wonderful opening and letting go I'm on all four moving over to the couch now um giving birth on a yoga mat that my um friend who had died like a half a year uh, before like had rolled out for us that's another story but anyway I gave birth on her yoga mat which was felt very very sacred as well mm-hmm, yeah um and then uh my partner is behind me and you know, the, 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 the blood starts to come out just like little beautiful drops there. Um, and then these other searches just begin to rush through my body. And I remember everything just becoming so silent and I becoming so focused because, you know, I knew that, okay, this is a breach. The head needs to come out. Um, but it's it's not like I was in my mind, but I just, I knew, but I completely trusted. I trust my baby and my partner. He, um, I remember him saying, just like, follow the baby's flow. Just like, listen, to, listen to him. Just follow the baby's flow. Um, and I just remember opening like my legs so much, like sliding my knees out to the side. And then one push comes. So I'm not pushing. I'm just breathing through it. And. So the, the baby butt comes out <laughs> uh, and, uh, and then his one leg. And, and I'm asking at that moment, cause you know, it's either a footling or like a Frank breach. And uh, I want the butt to come out first. And so I ask, so what is out? And my partner is like, uh, the penis, <laughs> 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 which was so much fun at that moment. It was like, okay. Uh, but and the, but then I I you know I then I touched down and I felt his butt and I felt his leg and I just caressed him, um, and then another like push comes over me and the next leg is out and it's so easy and for the next one within a few seconds the arms are out and within another few seconds his like mouth and nose comes out. Um, but before that, I remember just being like when the arms are out, I'm so, everything, everything is still just remember that, uh, energy moments. So it's so profound. And I'm like, 
just completely opening and just really waiting for that search to come because I wanted the head to come out. And it just, yeah, he just, he comes out and he takes his first breath while hanging there. And then before we know it, he's all out and I get him on my chest and, you know, I get that healing moment that I didn't have in my first birth. So that trauma really pushed me into uh, my power into this birth. Uh, and um, he's like crying within 30 seconds. He's all blue, but within, again, a few seconds as I remember it, I don't even remember the time, but very fast. He's like, he's red and he's a little rusty. Like I can, I feel there's something in, in his throat. And so I just suck it out a few times um, and I rub him. And I also remember something that was just stuck with me from our conversation when, when I had the session with you, Emily, that I just remember you saying, you will know, like, you will know what to do. And it was so true. I, I, I knew what to do. Um, and I didn't, I didn't need to do much. I probably overdid mm. <laughs> a little bit just, you know, to make sure, um, but yeah, it's so beautiful. Like my, my partner, he's crying and hmm. we're kissing and we're hmm. kissing the baby. I'm not crying at all. I'm like, why am I not crying? Afterwards, I was thinking that. But, you know, I, I think I had just been so present and so aware. And yeah. I knew that I couldn't stone out. Exactly, yeah. Uh, and um, so my friend, she gives me this amazing herb uh, within five minutes called um, Motherwort motherward tincture that she had made um and so my placenta delivery happens five minutes after it's i just like feel the surge and like squat and boop, it's out and i don't know if that was it but it's said to help and to mother the mother um yeah and hmm. then we keep we keep the the cord on for many hours um we just everything is just so beautiful and still. And I just remember being so restful, so peaceful. Um, and, and really, you know, <laughs> I felt so proud of myself just talking about it. Now I can feel the whole hmm. like giggling, um, sensation. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's pure I, magic. It's pure magic. And and both of us just came out of this experience with like our arms over the head. We mm -hmm. were just like on top of the world. Completely healed. And um, yeah, you know, mm. we just consulted our inner guidance the whole time and, and not the, the outer mm -hmm. uh, guidance that we're taught throughout life to trust more. So that was really, really a powerful teaching. That's yeah. Beautiful. Go girl. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so beautiful. Aww. So I know that unfortunately there is yeah. another chapter, mm -hmm. although I guess it does have a good ending. It does have a good ending. So but, tell um, us, tell us that okay, annoying so. <laughs> chapter. So annoying. Um, so we don't, we don't even think about calling the hospital that night. It only took three hours to give birth. Um, and so, you know, we were just in that field, 
uh, and so we called the day at my partner calls the day after and, and tell us why you call. That's something you have to, it's illegal to not, um, tell that a baby is born okay. in Denmark. Um, but we didn't know how important it was. So when we called, uh, just to let them know, um, and to get the CPR number, like social security, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. Um, they were like, what was there no authority? Uh, we need, they were like, we need a DNA test, <laughs> uh, to make sure, I don't know, but pr- to make sure that this was our baby. Madsen was like, but we have, um, photos of this baby coming out of her vagina. Is that not like proof enough? No, you, we need some, some, someone with authorization, uh, <laughs> which is just so ridiculous. Um, and they were like, what if something had happened and you didn't have a security number? Um, what would have happened to him? And la, la, la. Just, you know, creating so much fear and so much tension. Uh, um, because just for the listeners, yeah, you were transparent, yeah. as I understand it. Please correct me if I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. You were transparent with them that you intentionally stayed home to have your breech baby, right? Yes. Because as I remember it, there was quite a lot of yeah. uh, medical provider yeah. p- people being all up in your business, wanting you to come yeah. in, like you said, calling you, asking yeah, yeah. where you were. And then you were honest with them that you purposefully, purposely yeah. stayed home, had your baby breech, and yeah. then called to register but- your baby but I wasn't necessarily so transparent about it being a free birth unassisted because I was afraid of telling them I didn't know what they were going to do. And they probably would have reported us because that's what they did after. Right. It's like you got reported anyway. I got reported to social services and they were like, um, these people put all sanity aside and they risked the, the life of their unborn baby. Um, and we are worried if they can take care uh, being so like stupid um, or insane, being so insane, uh, if they can take care of their baby, uh, they might need support from the system. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Which, and you know, that was just, yeah, uh, a little bit stressful for oh sure. God. And not helping the, the new mother and oh, that's so scary. breastfeeding along. Yeah. Um, Okay. So a case gets opened Mm -hmm. against you pretty early, Mm -hmm. like day one or two postpartum where Mm -hmm. you're literally being threatened that your child Mm -hmm. or children could be taken from you having just birthed in, in sovereignty. I mean, they didn't say that, but that would definitely, I mean, if, if they worry, if you can't take care of your baby, that's definitely the, the, like the worst case scenario. Right. Um, so yeah, basically we were talking about like, will they come and knock on our door and take our baby away? Mm. <sighs> we were not going to let them. But um, wow. But yeah, that was basically it. And so we had to go to, um, to a meeting with a, so like, like, what is it called? Like a social caregiver. Um, and so we suit, like my partner really suited up and I wore like my most goddessy uh, dress, colorful and, you know, just like owning it. And what was really amazing was that the people there at that center, they were completely on our side. 
it was still ridiculous that we had to go there and tell the story and prove that we were good parents for sure. But they were like, this is the first time we have received a report because parents didn't like, um, or because they had another belief system. They had not experienced that before. So we were pretty proud about that. Thank God. <laughs> it always, stories like yeah. this always make me think mm-hmm. about wanting to start a legal organized yeah. religion. Yes. That everybody who free births can just say that mm. they're a part of this religion because there is so much religious freedom, obviously, in the mm-hmm. world. That mm. we could all just be like, no, no, we're just, uh, I don't have a good Believers. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, we'll find one. Yeah. <laughs> So, um, so basically a couple weeks of stress and, and, and yeah. whatever, fear mongering, but then you go to the meeting and they're like, oh, you're obviously totally wonderful, sane yeah, people. So they close it. They close the case immediately, but, but the hospital staff, you know, I could, I could read in my file, like a few days ago, I read my file and it said that they were thinking about reporting me and Martin on behalf of ELO, on behalf of our baby to the like council of patient safety because we were risking his life. So they were kind of, they were, yeah, they were thinking about, Uh I don't know if it's suing us, but definitely reporting us on behalf of ELO, which is just like, (laughs) you can't even do that. (laughs) You can't even do that. And it doesn't make sense. But also to to get pregnant is to risk a life. You know what I mean? Like it it is risky business for us Uh to walking around being these channels and instruments of life and death. Like it mm-hmm. is inherently risky yeah. to yeah. even get pregnant and to yeah. give birth, you yeah. know, because we are channels and, of life and death. And so this yeah. concept. And that, so inherently natural and safe and beautiful and loving. Right. And what is even safe, you know, yeah. Like, yeah. you know, women birth stillborns also. And I mm. don't know if I would even call that, Mm. a bad outcome or unsafe, you know, like mm-hmm. this is a yeah. part of being animals and being, yeah. and being alive and, and mm-hmm. being women and being mothers. And yeah, you know, it's only the narrative that, I mean, obviously mm. we all want our children yeah. to no. I mean, yes. It goes without freaking saying, and mm-hmm. that doesn't always happen. And it doesn't no. happen at, you know, I'm a broken record, but it doesn't happen yeah. in all settings. And so that you chose the safest environment for mm. you to be the instrument, you know, of <sighs> life. Yeah. Just like I did, just like yeah. you know, all women do. All, all women, women really do. are mm-hmm. doing their best to find yeah. the right environment for what they yeah. believe to be the safest. It's just mm-hmm. that we're not supported to do it um, mm-hmm. in patriarchy and in this deep, 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 deep anti-mothers, you know, yeah. world. Um, and why is it more okay for a baby to die at the hospital than in the arms of a loving mother, right? But you could get in jail for that, I found out. Yeah. Uh, and so many people afterwards. Well, it's an incredible, like two, it's an yeah. incredible control mechanism. Mm. Yeah. You know, with the narrative yeah, for sure. that no one, no baby is allowed to die outside the mm. hospital creates mm. a level of yeah. uh, following the rules yeah. because women mm-hmm. are penalized and criminalized yeah. and yeah. ostracized If they experience, um, if they experience, you know, that outcome at home, Mm. you know, if they do anything against the grain against, you know, patriarchy and, and industrial birth, it's really, you know, what I felt was that in my pregnancy, they were trying to reach their big fat arms into my womb 
<laughs> and turn my baby like <laughs> they were trying to control everything from the inside out um and and owning my baby more than me owning my body more than me which is just yeah we need to it's a paradigm shift and that's yeah. why they're shaking that's why they reported us because um the wild woman doesn't serve the industrialized no. um hospitalized um mechanisms the the moment that the majority of women opt out of this system that harms mm-hmm. and oppresses us you yeah. know like the moment that like you did and like I did and like so many women every woman on this podcast you know when mm-hmm. the majority of women opt out and go fuck that system that doesn't yeah. serve us that doesn't have exactly. our best interest no. in well, then everything changes. And so family yeah. to family, woman to woman, it mm. is changing, you know, because okay, yeah. maybe it's not changing globally, but it changed for you and it yeah. changed for me. And that, yeah. you know, it's changed for every voice that's mm-hmm. ever been on this podcast. Yeah. That and it will, yeah. And it will have such a huge effect on our babies' lives and their mission in the world that they have come out this way. Exactly. Uh, so beautiful. Uh, I've met two kinds of people after giving birth, like one kind being, you were so lucky, nothing went wrong. And, and the other, the other group of people just being, you know, so supportive. My dad was so proud. I did, I did it like this. (laughs) He's like telling the whole world. And, and it's so wonderful to just rest in the knowing that, well, this is why my baby was born so safe. Oh, and now he's crying. Oh, it's okay. He's here. He needs me. It's okay. Thank you so much for your time. This was such a beautiful story. Hi, Penn. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for uh, We got babies coming in. We're ending our... (laughs) (laughs) Hi, babies. That's it for today, everyone. Join us next week for another episode of the Free Birth Podcast. Thanks for joining us. And remember, your body, your choice. Lots of love.